It's time again for the Jason Lee Club Show. It's time again for the Jason Lee Club Show. It's time again for the Jason Lee Club Show. And action, away we go. Welcome to Here's Your Freaking Podcast with the Jason Lee and Cluck Show. Always, uh, thanks for coming along for the ride. Again, if you enjoy this, share it on social media or don't. We get paid the same either way. Nothing. We Which is nothing. So uh, stop by and check out the website. And you can get all the podcasts, social media, videos, whatever you need. Head over to jlnkshow.com. Uh, what are we going to cover in the podcast today? We're going to... Um, We've got some more details on that study about men with little penises and flashy cars. We also will revisit, because they've updated it, 15 ways, actually more than 15 ways for you to handle your partner's breasts. What are you supposed to be doing? What do you call them, Warren? Mama! What do you call them, dim titties? (laughs) How are you supposed to be handling dim titties? Oh, yeah. Uh, We'll find out. I also got the worst person on the planet. Believe me, this person is really fucking terrible, too. Uh, so we'll get to that. Let's start out with uh, something uh, funny, serious, and relatable. The things they don't tell you about sex. I don't know where this came from. I just pulled it, and I don't remember where I got it. I'd love to give credit. I think it's just a bunch of people chiming in on the internet. What's something about sex that was surprising to you? How quickly it's over. Now, here's a list of things that people said, you know what, I never thought about it until I did it for the first time, and the more I do it, the more I realize there's a lot of funny little things going on when you're having sex. For example, how often someone is pulling a hair out of their mouth. (laughs) What? How you have to pee before and pee after. Somebody actually asked that. says, hey, nobody ever told me that, and I got put into the hospital because of it. It's so basic. Why are people talking about how much you should be peeing before and after sex? You may or may not have to fart during sex. Mm. It's uh, one of the risks that goes with the territory. That's not something that they tell you in health class. They don't say, you know, uh, it's all fun and fine and dandy and whatnot. (laughs) Medication. And more than likely, someone will fart at some point. It's best to just acknowledge it and move on. Not acknowledge it and move on. The things that nobody tells you about sex. How it continues to leak out of you for an extended period of time. One lady says, I guess I just thought it was absorbed or something. (laughs) Something you never realized about sex. For the longest time, I never gave that part of it any thought. I'm just like, well, it is what it is. Not my problem anymore. Nope. Like throwing uh, a wrapper out of your car window. You're like, this is somebody else's problem now. Yeah, they never tell you when you're a guy in health class that after sex, all about half an hour later, you're going to pee all over the seat. (laughs) You're like, fuck. Uh, They say uh, at some point, one of you is going to have to reach down and put it in. And then one guy chimes in. He says, hey, by the way, if you're a guy, it's lower than you think. (laughs) That's her belly button. That's, That's not it. Things people don't tell you about sex. Oh, this is, uh, yeah, we had enough news stories on the podcast with this. Don't put it in your butt if it doesn't have a base on it. What? If it doesn't have a a base on it. (laughs) A way to keep it from going all the way in. Right, so we don't talk about you on the podcast. Yep. Literally almost every time after sex, you're going to play the where are my clothes game. It's always the underwear. Always the underwear. They just disappear. 
things that people don't tell you about sex. Your cat will probably be watching you from across the room. That's what's great about a dog. A dog just sleeps right through it. A dog doesn't give a fuck. Oh, no. So a cat will just stomp right in and be like, what's happening here? And you're like, fucking come on, really? Something people don't tell you about sex. The sounds. And then somebody else adds that section, that, that suction sound when your chest vacuumed together. <laughs> That's really funny. Oh, here's some, uh, here's some wisdom. Things that people don't tell you about sex. You can ask for whatever you need. You don't have to feel bad. Eh. You may not feel bad, but sometimes you'll feel embarrassed. Yeah. Sorry for asking. I don't know if I got caught up in the moment. And I just fucking blurted it out. I thought it was something that I wanted at the time. Hey, but also, now that it's over, I realize that's yeah. not something that I want. I certainly didn't need it. Also, asking for it is not a guarantee you'll get it. Oh, sometimes you'll finish in under a minute. Sometimes you can go all night. Sometimes you can go for hours and nothing happens. Things they don't tell you about sex. Somebody's going to have to lay in it. <laughs> and it's cold. Hey, I had my, I had a I had a blow my mind moment when my lips touched a penis for the first time. I found out it was warm, like literally almost hot. I never thought about it, and I never saw this mentioned anywhere. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Uh, they say, hey, sex isn't always about the sexy, passion-filled stuff like you see in the movies. Sometimes it's really fun. Uh, just having fun with the person you're close with and having a couple of laughs during it. Uh-oh. As long as they're not at my expense, I'll allow it. It can shift rather quickly from being enjoyable to being a chore. <laughs> this is fun. We're having a great... Oh, my God. I just feel like I'm doing the dishes now. <laughs> Hey, sometimes it doesn't even shift. It just starts out that way. Oh, once you have sex for the first time, you're still the same person afterwards. Oh, yeah, you have it built up in your head before you do it. And you're like, I'm going to be a completely different person. I told and you, you're man. not. You're the exact same person. I told you once, I lost my virginity in my apartment. And I put on a bathrobe and strutted around. And every time I'd pass the bathroom, I'd stop and look at myself in the mirror and be like, look at you, guy. That guy does sex. Oh, yeah, that's, that's yep. All right, so a couple of weeks ago on the podcast, either the podcast or the radio show, I don't remember, but we talked about men with small penises are more likely to want a flashy car. We talked about it a little bit on the show, but more in depth a couple of weeks ago on the podcast. This is kind of cruel, the way that they set these guys up. They took a group of dudes between 18 and 74, and they made them think that they weren't measuring up to other men. And then they asked them to rate their desire for luxuries, stuff like fancy cars, right? One group of participants was told... And we talked about this part. The average worldwide penis size is 7 inches. Another was told that it was 4 inches, but the real <laughs> average penis size is 5 and a half inches. So if they tell you 4 inches, you're like, fucking, I'm Hell crushing yeah. it. Hey, look at me. I'm crushing it out there. They call me Cocaine Greg. As it turns out, the fellas who thought that they were on the small side wanted fancy sports cars more. The men's age also made a big difference, too. Any men over, uh, men over the age of 29 showed a stronger desire for the flashy cars. Oh, no. I I don't have the youthful stamina like I used to have, so I'd have to make up for it with flashy goods. I'm going to make up for female. it with... I'm going to make up for it with Ferrari. Yeah. Studies show authors link the desire to own an expensive flashy car to lower self-esteem. So the flashier the car, the lower its self-esteem, right? 
Okay. Also, during the study, researchers also messed, they say messed with, we're going to say they were fucking with these guys, man, with their self-esteem in other ways, like misleading them with fake stats about their personal finance and health compared to other guys. Oh, you're like, I'm doing pretty well for myself. They're like, actually, you're doing pretty shitty. Yeah, you're below average. <laughs> yeah, you're four inches You're four inches wealthy. You got a small dick and you make no money. You're like, well. But only the ones that were tricked about penis sh- uh, size actually showed the desire to own a sports car. Oh, so you could be like poor. You're like, okay, I make $100,000 a year. They're like, oh, you fucking poor. Everybody makes 150000 You don't have shit. They didn't want the fancy sports car. But as soon as they're like, you know, the average size of a dog is seven inches. And he's like, oh, I'm 5.5. I need a flashy car to make up for it. So finances didn't sway them either way. You know, it's funny when you finally grow up and you realize, like, you know, you always hear like, oh, women are impressed by cars. Women are impressed by flashy cars. You grow up and you realize your idea of a flashy car is not that flashy. Like a fucking Ferrari or a Lamborghini, that's flashy. When I was a younger man, I'm like, oh, yeah, you mean like something new? (laughs) Something that doesn't stink? And their idea of a flashy car is something, it's a luxury car, not a sports car. You guys get that confused. Uh, The link link between driving a fast sports car and having a small penis is a widespread, uh, it's widespread, discussed by academics from Freudian analysis to evolutionary theorists. For the first time, we show that it is grounded in psychological truth. They found with this study. I think you watch enough animal documentaries, you understand like the male are the more colorful of the species because they want to attract a mate. So if you know if you don't have a big dick to flag somebody down with, you're like, how else can I do it? I'll do it with a fast car. All right. So we we every couple of years, Men's Health Magazine puts this together. So yeah, let's make a run at it. How do you take care of your partner's breasts? And nipples, they say. Oh. Uh, it's pretty much a universal truth that all boobs are amazing, right? I come at it like a hoagie. One uh, hand, I got it like this, and unless, just mouth wide open. Unless they're hanging off Gary, most boobs are pretty amazing, right? So how do you how do you take care of dim cakes? There's 15 legendary tips. I was in my mid-twenties when I kind of came to the realization, you don't treat titties in the real world like you see titties being treated in porno. You don't squeeze on them. You don't pull them. You don't tug at them. You don't right? bite until they wince. They say, first thing you need to do is communicate. You want to know what feels good? You probably got to ask. Ask your partner, what do they like? Not that. It says right here. Not lot, that. It says lots of women, or lots of people really, really, really enjoy breast play. I think we should call it something besides breast play. That sounds a little too, I don't know, clinical. It sounds like something that that's, you're not supposed to enjoy. It's a ho- oh, he's at a breast play. It's a hooter hoot nanny. Being able to openly communicate is a big game changer. I say in a 2006 study published in the Journal of Sexual Medicine... Love that magazine. 81.5% of women reported that breast and nipple stimulation causes sexual arousal or enhances their sexual arousal. Only 7.2% of women said that breast or uh, nipple stimulation decreased their arousal. So once again, the odds are in your favor, right? I do know that more, some are more sensitive than others. And that's all I know. (laughs) That's fucking it.
All right. So when you're done communicating, then what are you supposed to do? Oh, no. <laughs> you're supposed to pick it up like it's a ship in a bottle and just kind of like hold it in your hand, but don't handle it too roughly. Talk dirty. <laughs> Tune in Tokyo. Tune in Tokyo. Women who are unhappy with their breast size are 16 times more likely to hide their breasts during sex, oh. which is a bummer because we all like to see boobs, right? Uh, comment on her high responsiveness to stimulation. You are very responsive to stimulation. That would be something like, your nipples are so hard right now. I don't think I could get that sentence out. <laughs> Try then, you're, then you're like, mine are too. Try whispering that sentence. Your nipples are. No, no, whisper it. Your nipples are so hard with See? stimulation. It's hard to do, isn't it? Or, wow, you have amazing boobs. I don't think you can use the word boobs in the bedroom. No, that's a titties only word. You can say tits or titties, but you can't say boobs or breasts or nipples. When you're working with the boobs, don't head for the nipple right away. Nipples vary widely in terms of sensitivity. So if you're not quite sure what your partner likes, you got to work your way up to it. They say start off gently stroking or massaging the tops, the bottoms, and the sides of the breast. Then you can slowly start bullseyeing in on the nipple. That'll help build anticipation. I always worry the back of my head that deep down she's into this kind of stuff, just not when I'm doing it. He's treating this thing like he's trying to get a hot dog bun out of the pack. <laughs> he's trying to tear it off the other bun without ripping it. Focus on the areola. When you feel like your partner is ready, they're making a lot of noise. That's when you make your move. <laughs> yeah? To the areola. Dun, dun, dun. Which is actually more sensitive than the nipple itself. Oh. Huh. I didn't know that either. Okay, focus on the upper quadrant of the breast between 10 and 2 o'clock. Mm. That's the most sensitive part of the bullseye. It says gently stroke the nipple oh, and man. circle the areola with a finger or circle the nipple with your thumb and forefinger. And then get your mouth involved. Oh, they're going to say it then. Ask for the blowjob. <laughs> no, you just do that universal symbol. You push down on her shoulders. Yep. All women know what that means. Or if that's not really working, you start scampering up higher. Yeah. You're like, oh. like I'm going to scoot up closer to the headboard. You know what, <laughs> you know what this means. It's the universal symbol. Uh, get your mouth involved. What's the number one rule when you use your mouth? Don't bite. No teeth. Be gentle. It's not a Skittle. Whoa, what is this? If your partner has inverted nipples which approximately 10 to 20% of women do, you can lure the nipples out with touching, kissing, licking, or gently sucking. But you might have to work at it a little bit harder. Hey, that'd be a pretty good indicator, though. Like, now you know she's ready. Like, the nipples made an appearance. I've done my job. I can ask for the blowjob now. Apply gentle pressure to the shoulders. Not responding? Apply more pressure <laughs> to the shoulders, pushing downward. <laughs> Yeah, there it is once again. Pay attention. Remember, pay attention to the whole breast. Advice on how to deal with boobs. Don't leave one nipple out. Oh, yeah. You got to treat it like your children. You have to love them the same. Spread it around a bit. Again, be gentle. Don't bite. Uh, it also says, here's how you deal with uh, breasts. Check in before you bounce, jiggle, honk, or slap. Oh, that's a rough... Man, 
the honk or the jiggle. Not everyone is into rougher breast play, but some people are. If you and your partner are both into slapping breasts, honking them, jiggling them, or even biting them, it's completely normal and okay. That doesn't sound normal and okay to me. That sounds weird. No. Treat it like a speed bag. Just be sure you ask first. Communicate before you jump into the rough stuff. Squeeze it out hey. like your weird, weird Al's accordion. It says you're supposed to ask things like, is it okay if I do this? What if I want to do this? What about now? What about now? Good advice for the breasts. Different type of breasts enjoy different things. Uh, they did find that large breasts were about 24% more sensitive than small ones. That's probably because the nerves that transmit sensation from the nipple are stretched out. If your partner has larger breasts, you may tend to you may spend more time stimulating the outer sides of the breast just below the armpits. Oh. Uh, also keep in mind if your partner is pregnant, Nursing or on their period, their nipples will be tender, like a good cut of meat. Mm. So they really don't squeeze them and go, mama. Said, focus on your partner's underboob, which is frequently neglected. Mm. Gently cup and support their breasts. You can do it. I support you. <laughs> I'm, behind, I'm behind you 100%. Oh, boy. Here we go. This is uh, the final piece of advice they have if you're going to deal with, with them cakes. Bring nipple clamps or suckers into the mix. Oh, you mean like a blow pop? Tootsie pop. Dum-dum? Dum-dum. If you're into accessories, take your breast and nipple play to the next level. Oh, this is for the fucking pros, man. This isn't for the chodes. It says, these toys provide different and more intense sensation than simply caressing or pinching <laughs> your partner's nipples with your own hands. Nipple clamps also allow for constant nipple stimulation. Hey, you know, a while ago, I bought some nipple clamps, and guess where they're at? Still in the package I ordered them in. I don't even know how to bring it up. Like, what about these? Do little lobster pinchers? Beep, 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 beep. What does a nipple clamp cost? Not much. A couple of bucks. Uh, $13 at Love Honey. The Cal Exotics Nipple Play Adjustable Nipple Clamps with Chain. So you look like that guy in Skid Row. Oh. Yeah. Dave Snake Sabo. Yeah, instead of the ear-to-the-nose combo, you got the nipple-to-nipple stretch with the chain. Whatever you do, don't, Sweet. don't hook him up and then say, you look like the guy from Skid Row. You look just like that dude from Skid Row. <laughs> was that Rachel Bullen or was it Snake? I think it's, I don't know. I think it's Rachel Bullen. Hey, when I was a kid and saw that, that was the fucking coolest, oh, yeah. meanest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Your partner can wear nipple clamps the entire time you're having sex, freeing your hands up to touch other parts of the body. Oh, so the nipple clamps do the work for you. Mm. Jesus Christ, these things look like a protractor. You put them on and then you tighten them up. Holy shit. Is that a not compass? Hey, not tight enough, not tight enough. Too tight, too tight, too tight, wow. too tight. Holy crap. Yeah, those look crazy, man. Yeah, it's like try to set up a, you know... You get something to stay on a sawhorse. Also, you got to make sure you get the positive to the positive, the negative to the negative. Yeah, you don't want to spark it. Nope. All right. Here's our worst person on the planet. This dude's name is Sergio. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take all that titty information, and I'm going to so overthink it next time that I'm going to employ none of it. Yeah, I'm going to fumble it at the one-yard line. Do this, do that. What'd you do? I bit one again. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I dropped your titty on the floor. Yep. 
Uh, last week in Arizona, a fellow by the name of Sergio was at a job interview. I feel like if name's Sergio, they just give you the job. You know, he's, uh, he wants to be a cop. It's for a cop? This is what makes him the worst person. As part of the interview process, uh, Sergio had to undergo a polygraph test. Oh, do they really? <laughs> that seems unfair. <laughs> it didn't work out for him. 25-year-old man, he was playing, he wanted to be a policeman. Um, allegedly admitted while connected to the lie detector test that he still had videos of an ex-girlfriend and he engaged in sexual acts. You're like, all right, man, that's kind of pervy. That's not cool. A little evasive, you know. It's not against the law, is it? Uh, it is when you were underage teenagers. Oh, got him. E- even though he was underage at the time, she was underage at the time, that still makes it underage. In addition to... After he admits on polygraph that he's got, you know, videos. Well, it's just it's just she and I. We're consenting, you know, whatever. Yeah, but underage is still underage, right? Sergio also admitted that he frequented a website where underage girls oh, would no. send him sexually explicit videos. Okay. Yeah, we have a cop administering the test. You're like, are you fucking believing this guy? He's at, just crowing like a, he's just like a bird. At, at what point do you start shaking off those little? You're like, I'm not going to do this anymore. <laughs> I don't want the job. Yeah, as soon as they ask you that question, they're like, hey, do you have any underage sex videos? I'm going to go over here. Although not answering though, they're like, hey, you're dead. give us your phone. Yeah, you're dead immediately. They they got you no matter what. I wonder what other kind of pervy questions they ask you. I didn't know they were going to ask you stuff. I mean, they probably ask you. Are you still in love with your ex-girlfriend? What? Why are we asking questions like this? <laughs> Do you want to have sex with my wife? What? <laughs> <laughs> Those are the questions I'd be asking. Look at this picture. What do you think of this woman? You're like, <laughs> Would you fuck this wife? My wife? Is this? Is this something you would be into? And you say no. You're like, well, you think my wife's ugly? You're like, ah! like uh, yeah, remember, you're in a job interview. You want to impress your boss. Yeah. This should be a thing for all positions. It doesn't matter. A cop or whatever. Somebody comes in there like, hey, I'd like to be a, a I'd like to be a fucking assistant or a producer for a podcast. Yeah, we hook him up. Start asking him questions. Do you want to fuck my wife? Why don't you want to fuck my wife? She's not good enough. Or you do. Do you? Would you like to get us lunch every day for the podcast and pay for it? Yes. Oh, of course you would. Uh, the interview, by the way, led to a search of Sergio's house. Guess what they found? Dun, dun, dun. Of course. Now he's uh, sitting in jail right now. So he went from being a cop to being the guy that the cops put away. Hey, if you're into doing illegal shit, why would you want to be a cop? Well, yeah, we'll get the heads up. Seems like a pretty good way to protect yourself. Steer suspicion away from myself. Yeah. So there you go. Here's the worst person on the planet. And that concludes this week's episode of Here's Your Freaking Podcast with the Jason Lee and Clark Show. Hey, uh, hopefully you listen to this before you go home today on Valentine's Day. And you're like, oh, man, yeah, I know all kinds of new titty stuff. Yeah, before you get after dim cakes. You should probably put that in the heading that you need to listen to this before Valentine's Day or before your date night this weekend. All right, so there you go. Obviously, you can stay up to date anytime. Again, quick reminder, all things JLNK can be found at jlnkshow.com, and we will see you next Tuesday. Podcasts by Federated Media.